Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah, and I'm recording this from Macomb, Michigan. And it's an honor that you're here, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, or you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play Music Store, or Spotify. The fact that you're here is such an honor, and I want to respect your time today. And so if this is your first time being a part of Color and Chaos Podcast, I want to break it down real quick what this is. I know when I look back in my life, I see that it's in the moments of uncomfortability, of inconvenience. Those are the moments where there was so much growth that was produced within me. Because in those moments, I stopped depending on myself and I instead started looking towards my creator, savior, and sustainer and, and really searching to find him with all of my heart. And so that's really what this is, is that in the chaos of our lives, we can find color when we stop looking to ourselves and instead start looking towards our Lord. And so that's what this podcast is for. So no matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord, whether this is all new to you or you've been walking with Him for a while, um, you are welcome here and it's an honor that you are here today. And so if you've been a part of this podcast, then last week... We just had a time of prayer, so if something's heavy on your heart right now or heavy on your mind, I want to encourage you to go back and listen or watch last week's episode where we just prayed for a lot of different topics, and it was a really good time uh, just to bring all that we have to the Lord, and um, we'll do that in a moment now. We'll pray um, just uh, for the Lord to use this and also just for us to have a, a willing heart for Him to do whatever He wants to do in this moment. And so, again, no matter what you have going on right now, I just want to invite you to just bring it, just to put our walls down and say, all right, Lord, what do you want to do and what do you want to tell me? And so here, let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your leadership. You just leading us through each day, through all of the circumstances that we go through, past present and future. And so, Lord, I just pray and we pray right now for those that are hurting, those that are just uh, feeling like so much chaos going on in their life. Lord, will you please just meet us in a way that is real and ultimately that draws us closer to you and away from us leaning on ourselves. And so, Lord, just use this episode. Please move me to the side. Um, let the words that come out of my mouth be words that are, uh, are deemable by you and uh, that bring glory to you. And bring us closer to you. So, Lord, we need you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. One of the reasons why I guess I talk a lot about surrender, especially on this podcast, there's one word to sum up this podcast or even my heart that uh, that that just like it comes from my speech or it just comes out of my life. It's just I know that the Lord is constantly putting on my heart surrender, surrender, surrender. And even the word amen, a lot of times when we pray, we say amen. Amen literally is translated into so be it, so be it. So we're, we're saying something, not just saying it out of cliche or habit, but we're literally talking to our creator saying, Lord, so be it. Let these words reach your ears. So be it. Everything that I say, I'm surrendering up for you to use and I'm available and willing for you to do what you deem appropriate through what I'm talking about. And so, so be it, willing and just having an availability, willing and availability. As I think about those two words, willingness and availability, I know I think a lot of, a lot of, of different moments and circumstances in my life where I wasn't really available and I wasn't really willing. 
there's a lot of times that I can think about of times where, and you can probably as well, just times where maybe you've been asked to do something or um, that there's an opportunity in front of you and it was just not the best time. It was not something you really even wanted to do and you decided not to do it. But I know we all can relate with times where it's something that kind of came up and we didn't really want to do it, but we decided to do it anyway. Looking back and saying, wow, I originally didn't want to do that. But when I did it, I discovered, wait a minute, like I'm so glad I did that, that there was so much that I got from that that I wasn't even expecting to get from that. And a lot of times that comes through sacrifice, through surrender. We surrender our time, our talents, our abilities, and then all of a sudden we kind of reap something that we never expected to reap from it. And one thing that comes to my mind is just very recently, I, I recently was, I, I was given the opportunity and asked to help out with a, a team that was going into Detroit um, where I'm recording. I'm about 23 miles away from the city of Detroit, uh, 23 miles north. And so Detroit is about a 30-minute drive on the interstate, and so I recently had an opportunity to go down to the city of Detroit to help out um, for a weekend for, for Friday and Saturday and help out, and there's a halfway house that's down there in Detroit that helps take people off the streets um, that are de- dealing with um, financial issues, but pretty much drug-related issues or or law enforcement issues, and they recently are on the streets, and now it's it's a it's an opportunity for them to either make something out of themselves or to go back into the loop and the trap that they were in. But I was given the opportunity to go down there and be a part of the team that was serving and preparing for an event that they were going to have on the weekend, where they would attract a lot more people that were on the street and feed them and clothe them and also share the good news about Jesus to them and and try to help them get on their feet. And so I was given this opportunity, but the first thing that kind of came in my head as I was listening to the woman that was sharing about this opportunity, one of the first things that kind of came to my head was a lot of the different things that I could do with the weekend that was before me. And and it wasn't all selfish things. There were there were good things. There was there's things that I that I could have helped out with and other things and and there was also just human things. There there was a tiredness, there was a fatigue, um, there was uh, errands that I needed to get done and and things that that needed to get done around the house here and and so I'm listening to her give this opportunity and immediately my availability starts to shift towards, oh, this is, isn't a good time. This isn't the best of time. But as I was just hearing her talk, I also remembered a prayer that I recently prayed to the Lord. And I recently said, Lord, I really want to do more things in the city of Detroit. I'm right here next to a city that is struggling, that is hurting. Um, Lord, I want to be available for you to use me in the city. So long story short, I I agreed to go. So I go uh, with this team down to Detroit, and I'm there for Friday and Saturday. And leading up to the Friday and Saturday, it kind of felt like I got myself into something, and and I was starting to think of excuses that I can give to try to get out of it. But then all of a sudden, that duality starts to play in again. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, well, no, 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 Lord, you know, this is something that I've been praying for, and yeah, this is opportunity, Lord, help me be available, help me be willing to do this, help me have a good heart and a right attitude towards this. There was so many reasons in my head of why I shouldn't do 
what the opportunity was in front of me that I would have missed out on so many blessings just because it wasn't really what I was wanting to do. We are creatures of comfort. And whenever there's an opportunity in front of us to be available or willing to do something, if it threatens our comfort, that is also a huge factor of why we may not be available or willing to do whatever it is before us. Every single day of every single moment, we have a creator that is has a plan and purpose for us, but so often we tune it out just because we're not available or willing. Availability and willingness, availability and willingness. Recently, the, the, the man that I take care of, one of his favorite holidays is Halloween. I can't explain it. For me personally, Halloween isn't really on the top chart of my favorite holidays, but he loves Halloween. He loves scary things. He loves scary movies. Um, he likes playing pranks and, and stuff like that. And recently, there's a movie that came out. It's the second part of, uh, of a movie called It, and it's, it's a movie adaptation of a book by Stephen King. And this is just not really my cup of tea, especially if I'm going to have to pay for a movie ticket. I, there's tons of other movies I'd rather see. But this man really wanted to go see It. So awesome. you know. So we, we decided to go do that. As we go to see this movie, and, and I'm, I'm sitting there next to him, and I'm just kind of watching his reaction throughout the movie when there's scary scenes and things. And, and all of a sudden, I find myself just entranced in, in, in this story even though I know how hokey and, and just crazy and off the wall the, the story is, I'm still there in the movies. It's dark all around, and I'm sitting here for about two hours watching this movie unfold, and it's starting to get to know the characters more and everything. But it's always surprising to me just how quickly movie theaters just flip on the lights. Have you ever been in a movie theater and they just flip on the lights and all of a sudden you go from one world to another and you're just like, whoa, you know, there's this kind of this, you know, transition period. Some people it can be quick. For me, it's not as quick, but there's this like transition period of going from one thing to another and getting back to the to the normal state of reality. Me and the guy next to me and and all the other people at the movie theater, we shared this experience. We were a part of something that just happened, and all of a sudden, in a flash, the lights flip on, and everybody starts to wander off, as if it never happened. It was just like, we were there, and now we're gone. It's just move on to the next thing. And so, me and the guy that I take care of, we're, we're leaving the movie theater, and I'm just thinking about just how overwhelming movies can be sometimes. They, they, they take so much from you in the way that you're, you're watching a movie and you're in, entranced in the story that is being told. And what can be so overwhelming at one point can just disappear in a flash and fade away. And I started to think, you know, Lord, except for me being overwhelmed on things that are so temporary that can just kind of be gone in a flash. Lord, help me be overwhelmed by the things that are eternal, the things of you. It's almost like this, this, this idea that, Lord, help me be overwhelmed by what is real. Help me be overwhelmed by what is real, what matters. Help me choose what is honest. This movie, it, it, was, it was this, this, this fictional story. 
it wasn't true. It wasn't real. It was, it was a story. It was a movie. It was an experience. But I feel like so often in my life and in our lives, we go through life just kind of going through the motions as if it's like one of those experiences. And it's just like, oh, you know, this is, you, this is what I got to do today. And this is what I don't want to do today. And, and we make all these decisions off the wall just based on our feelings or our desires or our emotions. When in reality, it's not as just, you know, flippant as that. But we have been given life. And again, if we've been created by a creator, then a creator will always create with a purpose. So if our creator has a purpose for us to just go through life and dictate by our feelings or emotions or what we want and desire to do, and letting that be the captain of our lives of what we do and don't do, and letting that be in the captive of our availability and our willingness to grow, it just seems so, so silly, so silly. So often the decisions that we make are based on what we want to do, but isn't there something more than that? Right now, if you're watching, you can see a reflection from the window in front of me on my glasses, and you can see the sunny day that's outside. One day, all of this is going to be done, just like the experience of watching the movie, and the lights just flip on, and before you know it, you're, you're, you're just like, whoa, you know, oh, wow, you know, I guess, you know, I'm back, back to normal. But, but one day there'll be a day where we die and, and this is no more. All this stuff, all these emotions and feelings and thoughts that, that we're dictating our day by day by day by day is going to be done. When, when, I, when I went down in Detroit and I was talking with some of these people in this halfway house, I started to notice that some of their worlds were a lot different than the world that I was living in. Their world, for the most part, was, was wrapped around for the longest time a substance, and in that world that they were in, that reality that they were living in, that substance was the main focal point of their life. But all of a sudden now in this halfway house, they're starting to have this kind of duality of, wait a minute, what I thought was the just the main crux and the reason that I was alive to chase this high, to chase this pleasure, to chase whatever it was that they were chasing, that, that isn't reality. But the reality is, is that this was preventing me from life. That, that all of these desires and willingness that I had for what I did or didn't do and, and all this availability that I had or, or didn't have, it was wrapped around this one substance. But now I'm starting to see, wait a minute, that, that, that isn't what my life is wrapped around. There is so much more. There is so much more. But what if we as people, we go through our day-to-day -day wrapped around the, the main core of our lives being us, and we are missing the reality that there is so much more than just us. And again, if, if we were created, then we were created with a purpose, and, and shouldn't all that we are cry out to be available and willing for all that our creator wants to do through us? Shouldn't that be what it's like? One day, all of this will be gone, every single one of us. And at the end of the day, what, what are we here for? If our availability is just dictated on what we feel comfortable with, then we can miss out on so many blessings that each and every day bring to grow us closer, not only to our creator, savior, sustainer, but grow us closer to being who he has created us to be. And as I was down there at the, at the, at the mission down there in Detroit, I, I had this opportunity that, that was presented to me that there was a team of people that wanted to lead worship for an event that was happening the next day on Saturday. 
and they were kind of short of people to, to sing. And they asked, or first they, they wanted to know if I could sing. And when they found out that I could, they, they said, hey, would you be willing to sing with us, to, to, to lead the people in worship? And even though that isn't something that I'm 100% comfortable doing in public, even though I sing here on this podcast and everything, I, I had a moment, again, another moment, another opportunity to be available for something, even though it wasn't necessarily what I was completely excited about doing, I had an opportunity and, and my willingness would determine whether or not I was able to be a part of this opportunity. And so by the grace of God, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll be, I'll be willing to do that. And one of the songs that we sang there, and, and, it, and it just made kind of an imprint on me that goes with this whole idea, is a song by Will Reagan, a, uh, a worship leader, and it's called Climb. And there's a, there's a line in this, in this song that, that stands out to me. And as he's talking, he's just talking about, look, my life is in the hands of the maker of heaven. Look, everything that I'm going through, it's in your hands. But then there's a bridge where he says this. He says, I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. And as I think about that, each and every one of us, no matter the chaos is in our lives, it, it can seem like a mountain in front of us. And, and it can seem that it goes against everything that our bodies or our minds or our emotions are telling us. And in, in, in those moments, our emotions or our, our thoughts can kind of be led towards, okay, wait a minute, this is uncomfortable. This is painful. This is something that I don't want to do. I'm not willing to do this. And therefore, this mountain is going to prevent me from getting on the other side. And, and I'm okay with that. Why? Because it's going against what I feel is, is, a, is appropriate right now. But in the song, he's saying, look, I will, I will climb this mountain and, and not only just climb the mountain and overcome whatever that is that is preventing you from going deeper and being stretched and being grown, but he will climb this mountain with his hands wide open. And I just think about the picture of that, the picture of that, whatever mountains in front of you, whatever's threatening your comfortability or your availability right now, what if the purpose of this, this obstacle or this opportunity in front of us isn't for us to try to do this on our own strength or our own desire, but instead it's an opportunity for us to say, okay, Lord, I want to be willing and available for you to stretch me. And as I open up my hands, I'm surrendering myself to be used for your plan and your purpose. In your name, I pray and surrender. I, I give myself up to you. What if our lives isn't just made to go through whatever we feel or think is, is good, but instead to surrender ourselves over to our creator for him to tell us what is good, for him to start to shape our priorities and our comfortability around the things that are eternal and not the things that are temporary. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. And maybe what you're going through something right now and you're just feeling like so overwhelmed, <laughs> kind of like what I shared in that movie. You're, you're so overwhelmed that your world, all you can see is just what you're going through in front of you and your emotions and your thoughts. But what if in this moment, instead of us trying to figure this out, what if we just open up the hands of our lives and the heart of our life, the, our, our souls, we open it up and say, Lord, help me climb this mountain with my hands wide open for you to fill it for what you want to be, me to be. 
I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. What if we, instead of being overwhelmed by the things of this life, what if we're overwhelmed by something different? Another thing that, that, that overwhelms us. One of the thoughts that go to my head is, is found in Philippians 3, where Paul is talking about an overwhelming sense of just emotion that, he, that he's having. And, and this is what Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 7. And Paul's writing from prison. Now, I can imagine that Paul is overwhelmed by so many different things right now. But Paul writes these words in Philippians 3, verse 7, and I'm going to read down to verse 11. But this is what Paul says. And as I say this, just think about all the things that may be overwhelming you right now. And what if we can trade what is overwhelming us to open up our hands with open hands and open hearts for the Lord to replace it with with another overwhelmingness, but an overwhelmingness that doesn't lead to fatigue and alienation, but a overwhelmingness for the things that prioritize the Lord's heart. And this is what Paul writes. He says this, but whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of many things and and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. So I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may obtain the resurrection from the dead. And the, the first couple sentences there is what stands out to me. Whatever gain I had, I count as loss. Whatever overwhelmed me before, I'm surrendering it up to you. Why? Because I'm so overwhelmed by you, Lord, that whatever overwhelmed me before doesn't even measure up. It doesn't even have my attention. It doesn't have the affections of my heart anymore. But instead, I count them as rubbish. Why? Because the surpassing worth of knowing you. The surpassing worth of knowing you. What if our availability and our willingness for the Lord to do what he wants to do and for us to be who he's created us to be, what if our availability and our willingness towards others and towards the Lord, what if it's not no longer dictated by what we feel or what we think, but instead we are offered up to so much more saying, Lord, I am wanting to be overwhelmed by you and I wanna go deeper in knowing you and being known by you that this overwhelmingness that I feel for the desires of my heart will never offer. What if instead of being overwhelmed by the things of this world, we're overwhelmed by the kingdom of God? Paul also goes on. He says this in Romans 1 verse 10. He says this, one of the things I always pray is for the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring with you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. 
I want to work among you and to see spiritual fruit, just as I've seen among the other Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and the uneducated alike. So I'm eager to come to you in Rome, too, to preach the good news. And this is, this is something really profound right here that he's about to say that also goes with what he was talking about in the last passage I, wrote, I read. But he says this, Romans 1.16, For I am unashamed of the good news about Christ, for it is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. And this is it. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. So, okay, Lord, how do you make us right in your sight? And this is it. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. So in order for us to have the most of our life that we have been given, the gift of life that we've been given, it starts from, from beginning to end. This whole life is wrapped around faith and is faith in the Lord. We have faith in so many different things. We have faith in our abilities and our lack of abilities and other people's abilities and other people's worth or value. But instead of putting our faith in the things that are so temporary and allowing our lives to be controlled by the things that are all around here and our affections and our desires, what if we are put in the hands of our God and we say, okay, Lord, I wanna grow, exercise my faith in you grow me, stretch me, help me not just be a creature of comfort and put in the comfortable situations or environments, but instead, Lord, teach me, teach me more of who you are. Show me your strength, your power working through me. Give me your priorities. Give me your passions, your desires. Help my heart beat for the things that, that beat your heart to the point that you came down, gave everything for me. Show me that burden for others and that burden for, for the, the things that are real that, that I may be missing. Lord, help me be available and willing, not only for others, but for you. Available and willing with open hands and open hearts. Matthew verse 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples and Peter has a moment, just like what we've been talking about. Peter has a moment where Peter's desires are one thing, but they start to go in contrast to the Lord's desire and you see them clash in this moment. It's a, it's a famous passage, but Matthew 16 verse 21, this is what the Bible says. It says this, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things in the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He, he told them he would be killed, but on the third day he would be raised from the dead. But verse 22, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him saying such things. He said, heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. See, okay, so Peter's desires is one thing. The Lord's desires we're about to see is completely different. And we're gonna see how the Lord responds when Peter's desires are not of his. And this is what Jesus replies. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of one of you want to be my followers, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. 
If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I will tell you the truth. Some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. If you hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Heavy heart. May our lives be an act of worship to a God who is worthy of our all. May our availability and willingness for the Lord to do what he wants to do and and make us into his image not be dictated by our comfort or our desires. Because at the end of the day, they could be so warped. Just like the moment in the movie theater where everything that was real in that moment just came to a screeching halt. And I realized, wait a minute, okay, yeah. (laughs) I, uh, you know, I got things to do and I got responsibilities and, you know. Just like in that halfway house, the the clashing worldviews that people were struggling with of, of what they thought their lives wrapped around and now they're starting to say, wait a minute, it didn't all along. And the aliveness that came out of that and the life that came out of that and also the struggle, the life that came from surrendering that old worldview, that old life, that old desire and affections and in exchange for something greater was taking place. Every single day we have an opportunity just like those men in that halfway house to surrender our wills and say, Lord, what is your will for my day? What is your will for my life? I surrender my life to you. Lord, I know on my own that I am, I am not capable of being who you've created me to be. Why? Because I, I have sin. I have rebellion. My heart is rebellious by nature to the things of you. And even not only to the things of you, but to you yourself, that you, the living God, that you are so much more than anything I can ever be. So instead of me trying to be you or to fool myself or to fool others and, and to think that I am captain of this life that, that has been given to me, instead I'm going to say, okay, Lord, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm surrendering this to you knowing that it was never mine to begin with. And I want to find a strength in you, not in my own ability. I want to find a priorities and a priority system in you and not in my own understanding. And I want to surrender the foundation of my life no longer to be about what is comfortable to me, but instead, I just want to be as willing and open and available for you. Because why, Lord, you are so overwhelmingly desirable than anything else that can overwhelm me here. It's crazy. Who are we to tell God what he can and can't do in our lives? Who are we? Who are we? We're that, we're, we're that stubborn brat that looks at his parents and say, nah, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. We've all seen it as well. You, you know those moments where you ask somebody to do something, and, and usually a kid, and, and they're like, I don't want to do that. It doesn't matter what you want to do and don't want to do. You've been asked to do something. And it's not something to hurt you or to harm you. 
May we not look at our God and say, nah, I don't want to do that. No, who are we? Who are we? May we be available and willing saying, yes, Lord, I want to do it. Why? Because I, I'm so overwhelmed by you. I'm so overwhelmed by you. How can I not want to do it? You have been so good to me. You have shown me that your ways are life. That I am my best when I am with you. So Lord, yes, 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 I will. Yes, I will. I'm available and willing. I'm not going to live life a slave to my desires or my emotions or what's convenient or comfortable to me. But I'm going to live my life as an act of worship. Why? Because you have... You have proven to me time and time again. Everything just reminds me that you have proven your love for me. So look, you are worthy of my all. There is no even, just, there's no, there's no, no reason to doubt that. And, and what I go through in this life isn't the end all be all. My comfortability isn't my king. But Lord, you are my king. And so I'm bringing this chaos. I'm bringing these, these uncomfortable thoughts or opportunities. And I'm saying, Lord, okay, I just want to be who you've created me to be. And I want to know your word, that I live it out. That I don't just live a shallow faith, but instead I live on mission for you to use me and grow me and for me to know you and to make you known. Heavy heart, you are loved so much by a creator that is relentlessly pursuing your heart relentlessly pursuing my heart and he is faithful and just and he is able to forgive us why because he has paid the price for our brokenness through Jesus and what he did on the cross let us pray Lord God just thank you for who you are thank you for what you're doing Lord let our lives be an act of worship Lord, in the ways that we don't understand or that we're struggling to comprehend, Lord, may we bring ourselves to you. May we let your word be the foundation of our life in faith, in faith that you alone are the source of the longing that we are longing for. May we be fulfilled by you and you alone. May you be the source of life. May we no longer look for life and things that we can obtain or even our own intellect, but may we look for life in the source and the, of the author of life, and that is you. God, you have a name, and Yahweh, you are good and worthy to be praised. Lord, you are beyond our understanding or our comprehension, but yet you reveal yourself through your word, through the Bible, Lord. We can know you intimately and know you as the living God. You are not an absent God. You are not a, a, a far off God that is removed or disconnected from our lives. But instead, Lord, you are all around us and you want to, us to know you in an intimate way for us to be used for your plan and purpose. Why? Because you know what is best for us. And you know that when we are with you, Lord, we are living and we are thriving and we are being who we were created to be. So Lord, even in the chaos, May we choose not to be overwhelmed by all the things around us, but may we be so overwhelmed by you that we look to you to provide a way when we don't see ways, when we don't see how things are gonna work out. Lord, we want to have a faith in you that you will work all things out for the good of those who are called according to your plan and purpose. And Lord, we know ultimately that invitation for us to know you has been given to all of us. So Lord, help us be instruments to tell one another the good news, the good news that they don't have to live life abandoned 
in their thoughts and in their emotions to the reality that there is a God that loves them and that God has a name and he wants to make himself known in their lives. Lord, our lives are an act of worship. And so Lord, use us, use us, use us, Lord. We need you. Help us be available and willing with open hands and open hearts. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See ya.